What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the greatest gaming podcast on the internet, the One Up Games Cast. I am one of your hosts, Carl Sinclair, joined as always by my brother from another mother, the man with the plan, Jack Gibb. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Happy Friday, my friend. How are things on your side? Happy Friday to you. Yeah, good, good, good. Keeping out of trouble, man. That's the that's the mission. Make it through the week. Yeah, get to the podcast. Enough. Yeah. Keeping out of trouble. I've done it. Mission accomplished for the week. Well done, mate. Mission accomplished. Let's get into some trouble then. Yeah, yeah, mate. So, it's happened. Done. You finished Spider-Man. Spider-Man has been finished. Well, the credits have rolled, you know what I mean? There's still a few side things yeah, to probably yeah. Yeah, clean cool. up. But um, the credits have rolled very fresh last night, late last night. It's, uh, it's, it's a big game. So, yeah, it took, took, a, took a little bit, but we got there. We got it there. Is, it is big. It is big. Let's just get into it, eh? Full like, spoilers, full of works. Basically, yeah, if you're listening and you haven't played Spider-Man, be warned. Um, we're probably not going to go, like, super spoilery straight away, but there will be spoilers, so you have been warned. Go finish the game, come back. This content will be here for you to digest and and, and go through. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, if you intend but, on um, playing this, don't. Don't listen. Go away. Don't listen. Do not listen. Okay, mate. Um... What do you think? A great sequel to a great game. You know? Uh, I think it upped the ante a perfect amount. You know? Didn't... Like... I don't know. Like, it was crazy, but it was also, like, probably landed, you know, not too far above expectations. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, like, I, I had big hopes. Big, big hopes. And, like, everything was met. And then a little bit more. And I can't really ask for much more than that these days, I think. So generally speaking, very happy. Worth the price of admission, the hundred dollars or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I put it this way. Put it this way. Kind of wish I got the big edition now. <laughs> That's fair. That's super fair. Um, I think I've, I've said to you a couple of times. Venom is not typically a story I enjoy in the Spider-Man universe. If I have to pick a story, it's not Venom. But I have no problems with this story. It was good. It was solid. Um, you know, if I had to nitpick, I'm not a big boss battle person, so some of them are a little bit just tedious in my opinion. But I did find some of that to be my fault because, for instance, it wasn't until I was in the third act that I realized I didn't upgrade the skill tree to get the second focus bar. <laughs> so I'd been playing a lot of that game without a second focus bar. Um, and so that made some of the boss fights, in hindsight, unnecessarily hard. Um. So yeah. So I don't know if it's necessarily the game's fault. Some of my complaints might have been more of my own fault. Um. But if if I, yeah, if if I had it my way, like some of those boss battles where it's like they get reset to full health four times, you know, maybe two or three times would have been enough for me. But cinematic wise, story wise, like all the bosses, the villains, just so fucking good, so fucking good. And like, if I can head straight towards spoiler territory, there was one boss fight in particular where it's like. You get to verse them as Peter, and then you get to verse them as Miles, and like it just the 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 fluidness of it all was very very well done. Um, and like switching between the characters and stuff, I I don't know. Like, it's probably a lot of games that have done it, you know, like that GTA Five style, if you will. But absolutely nailed it, absolutely nailed it. Like just flawless, you know. And there was a couple of times during the game where you couldn't switch characters, and that was quite impactful as well. You know, like one had like gone missing or off the reservation or you know whatever it was. So, I don't know, man. Like to summarize, gameplay great, story great, cinematics great, the music. Oh man, the music was phenomenal. The style, the the world, the just everything was just sequel. But like, you know, uh, not not what sequels seem to have become recently, but just a proper good old school sequel. How do you feel about the game? I'm not going to roast you too hard about the skill tree thing because, like, I remember when I was playing God of War Ragnarok, it took me about 10 hours to remember that there were skill trees at all. I remember I remember her struggling. <laughs> and then being like, man, they've made this so much harder than the first one. I'm not even playing on the hardest difficulty yet. And then I, like, pressed the pause button and 
remembered there were skill trees and I'm like, oh shit. And then upgraded a whole bunch of stuff and it was super easy from that point on. I'm just I'm just that not a fun. huge RPG person in the sense that like yeah, yeah. only once in the game did I change a suit from the default, whatever they were wearing at the time. Like I'm just and once I took a photo was um into the Spider-Verse Miles. Oh, and I did put on the suit Noir Spider Man for a moment. But once I got my photo yep. with each of those, I switched it back to default. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I just default do it. You know what I mean? Just doing my thing. So having to manage like the suit tech upgrades and the just general tech upgrades and the skill trees, there's a lot going on, mate. There's a lot going on. And then when you finally I figure am. out, oh, I want that improvement, I got to go and do seven hero token quests to fucking. Anyway, there's a lot going on, mate. I enjoyed every minute, though. Um, look, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm a, I, For my first playthrough, I'm always a default guy because I like to see the game as it was intended, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, these heartfelt moments weren't uh, designed for you to be wearing a, a skin that makes you move at two frames a second. So Who I like to wear the more? default. Um, I, but did, yeah, however, like... I did, however, turn on the comic book, like you know whack and like the you like when you when oh, you do like effects. a finishing hit on someone it would pop up with yeah, like yeah. punch or whatever they say i don't know bam you know ow yeah that's the one <laughs> yeah no no that's fair that's super fair yeah no that's super fair look i echo a lot of what you said i like it a lot um i for people that don't know like the first one is my favorite game of all time i tell people that all the time that it's that it's like probably the one game that I can go back and play again and again and find enjoyment in it. And I think that the first game will remain my favorite game of all time, but I'm not going to say that it's not. This game is better. I will say that this game does a lot better down to just like gadget management, ability management, combat itself taking out tedious things that were annoying in the first game, making it more streamlined. Mm. It's a lot faster, movement's better, quicker, fast travel's instant, barely use it, but it's nice to know that it's there. Collectibles in the world are pretty easy to do, very easy to see, very obtainable. Story is just top-notch, like, top, top-notch. Like, I was very interested to see how, what they were going to do with craven um to be honest because craven's one of those villains that like a lot of people don't really like when 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 you when you say the top five spider-man villains craven's not normally in the top five he's lucky if he makes it into the top 10 so i was really interested to see what they were going to do with him and they did a really good job he's probably probably like a top five villain in the in the insomniac universe of spider-man games now like he's he's definitely up there he had an interesting story he had a lot of uh, interesting scenes every time he was on screen it was interesting um when venom was introduced the game really does go from like 10 to 100 really fast um they do a good job introducing him the motivation behind him i think is is for the time they had like to like the, the build up to venom is really good the time and, and it's not like you know you've got like a season of tv or you know you you chuck like three movies out you know what i mean like they were trying to juggle a lot because you can't you can't just have venom being the villain through the entire game it'll become very repetitive very tedious so the way they introduced him how they introduced him the motivations behind him were really well done i think i think it was done really really well um would love to see more from from venom um but we'll see uh yeah story very very good gameplay very very good um new york itself um a lot bigger than it was before they've added like a whole nother island so um lots of new stuff to see and do which was really good um suit selection was really really good i know a lot of people complain that not all the suits from the first game made it in, but I'm also going to be that person that says Insomniac added so many suits post-launch, like, we're probably going to see all those suits come back. Who knows, we may even see DLC for this game, possibly. Um, they may, yeah, may do something down the line. Um, all in all, it's, 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 in my opinion, pretty close to perfect, I think. I, as far as a sequel to a game that I consider to be perfect goes, it's pretty close to perfect. It's better than the original in every way shape and form it's like what you want from a sequel they've taken what worked well and built upon it 
gotten rid of things that really slowed you down or were annoying to do for example like when you stop a speeding car it used to be a nice little quick time event and sometimes you drop the car or the car it's just so fast now you jump on the car you hit one button the car gets taken down you fly off you do something else and crimes themselves aren't required now for 100 percent completion so you can really power through and do all everything you want to do without worrying about whether or not you're going to have to come back and do it anyway um no it's it's really streamlined it's really good it's lots of fun lots of easter eggs lots of good stuff um i really like it i like it a lot um now now let's let's talk spoilery stuff because i do want to talk about specific things and i and i i know i had a, a sp- uh, I spoke with jake about this and i think you'll agree that this is probably the best opening to a video game in a long time just just from the the second you press start game it's just like it's until the the title screen flashes i feel like it's a solid opening to a game i i would say it's my favorite opening of a video game ever i i mean that question has just been dropped on me so i'd probably need like maybe a few minutes to confirm but i i you know like think about a good opening right halo 5's opening was good right yep and then immediately after the opening the game turns into like this corridor shooter and it's like ah yeah the opening doesn't really line up with what just happened but the sandman opening of spider-man 2 is so fucking phenomenal but so is the game that follows like you know what yeah. I mean? Like you, you're still in that world. You can still do all those same things, but um, yeah, no, the opening sets the tone really well. So good, and you know, I love the idea that Peter and Miles were like, you know, like the game opens, they're living their normal lives, teacher, student, living, you know, a few good comedic comic moments there, or comedic moments, um, and then yeah, the the but the way the opening introduces things like the wingsuit as well, like it's a very clever opening. It's not just it's not just cinematic or fun like it's very clever um but honestly like w- when the game started and it was like oh you can you got a web all the way into uh, like manhattan right it's like that's cool but then when you get there and see the scale of sandman and it's like he's just like the size of like a skyscraper or whatever i don't know like it just immediately hit me that like oh this is a next gen game but what cemented that was that moment where Sandman hits you and you go flying like two kilometers down the city and then grab a couple of webs out and instantly fly two kilometers back. And it's like, ah, this is next gen Spider-Man. Like, cause you know, there was a couple of parts of me that were like, before the game came out, I was like, all right, it's the same map. I don't have a problem with that, but it's like, are we going to be restricted by like what decisions they made five years ago? And it's like, nope, not at all. Like the redone Central Park, for instance, like it looks four thousand times better than it used to. You can move around the city a lot quicker. It's bigger. Like it's yeah, and and the Sandman opening basically proved all of that, or at least almost all of it, within the first like twenty minutes of the game, and just as you said, set the tone. And yeah, if I compare to every other video game ever, like really drawing a blank on anything that comes close. Yeah. I think it was good. I think it was. I think it was very much like the first game, right? First game had a really good opening that basically set up what the rest of the game was basically going to do, which was really good. And I think this one did it as well. Like Marco's back. Why is he back? Why is he attacking the city? There's that nice little line after he gets captured. Like they'll be coming for you next. That sort of sets up that like something's coming to the city. They these two are going to have to deal with it. Um, no, it did really well. Great introduction to, yeah, like you said, the web wings, the mechanical arms, the combat, how it all works. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think it was really, really well done. Um, I, really I liked, liked it a lot. I really liked after it as well, how like the world was impacted, like all the sand throughout the city. Like it, it, yeah. it like instantly had the ramifications on the world, which slowly, I don't even really notice, but slowly over the course of the next six hours, I guess the sand gets cleaned up. Like, by the time you do a couple of side missions to actually do with the sand, like, helps the firefight and things like that, the sand sort of just slowly disappears um, to yeah. the point where you sort of just forget about it, um, which is cool. But then you obviously got all the side quests to um, get Marco's memories, you know, which is, which is cool as well. Um, I really like that as well, that, that side quest. Like, that that was that was really well done. Was, yeah, it was, it, was, it was well done, yeah, for yeah. sure. 
Yeah, we should be well done. Um, so is the story. Let's talk story, right? So we got that awesome opening, right? And then we lead into the fact that Peter's having a rough time. Um, and I guess to an extent, Miles is as well. But Peter's really having a rough time. Um, really, really bad. Uh, I guess I guess my big question is, is like, what did you think about like Peter and Miles' story? Like, did you enjoy it? Did you think it had a good payoff? Yeah. Um, where do you uh, want to see it go? All, my, one of my favorite aspects of the story is actually that like Peter is a bit older and he's a bit like I don't I don't use the word accomplished because like the guy just like lost his job and all that but but like I like that it's like a more mature Spider Man like we get plenty of Spider Man stories where Spider Man's fifteen seventeen you know whatever which I guess Miles is seventeen so we've still got the like teenage side covered but the fact that we have got Peter who I don't know how old he is in the game but like he must be late twenties or something like he's He's I think, got a degree. Like, canonically, he's like 26 now or something, I think it is. Canonically, he's like oh, okay. 26, 25. Right, I would have probably assumed a smidge older, but like that's fine. The fact that he is, you know, done college and or whatever, you know, he's, he's at that point where he's like looking for his career and things like that. I really like that dynamic and it sort of, you know, they joke about it in the game, like the tutor and the student and stuff like that. It, but it, it's it's quite true and I, I quite like those elements and what that creates. Um you know, he obviously, um, after the events of the first game, he seems to have inherited uh, May's house, but also inherited the mortgage, um, which she took out to finance fee, like retook out to finance feast or something along those lines. So, you know, they're real problems that he's facing that you and I would face. Or, you know, like it's, it's very like, you know, depending on your age as a player, you're relating with Miles with a lot of things, you're relating to Peter with a lot of things. And I think that's quite cool. The, the dynamic really works. Um, it wasn't that I didn't think it was going to work, but I just kept getting, like, kept smiling at how good it worked. Um, you know, towards the end of the game, it, you know, starts to flip and there's all those dynamics around, you know, Peter becoming a bit of an asshole with the Venom stuff in him. And it's like, you know, Miles as a teenager has to deal with that and he's trying to look for answers. And it, I don't know, the dynamic just kept shifting, but just kept being of such high quality. So well written, I think, um... You know, and, and for an open world game, like there was just, it felt like there was elements that were like quite dynamic. Obviously, it's all scripted, but it it felt very immersive. Is is what I'm gonna yeah. go for? Yeah. How did you feel about all that? I think for a game that had to juggle two Spider Men and two stories and two, they did a really good job. Um, because the stories themselves really do sort of, like honestly, like go off and 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 sort of do their own thing. Um, which is good, but eventually do overlap. Like the Peter, Peter's story really does for a long time feel very separate to what's going on with Miles. You know what I mean? Like Miles yeah. is struggling with like how to be there for everybody, how to be a better Spider-Man for Peter, but also like struggling with who he is as a person, which is which is really good. Um, they they do a good job of uh, really conveying that through. He's trying to fill out this this college essay and it's literally an essay about himself and he really has no clue who he is over the course of the game and then eventually we get a really good reveal at the end with it with a new suit and 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 all that stuff about who he is and and um yeah i think his story is really good with like on the opposite end like that peter is is also dealing very much with like his identity in a way and i think we we see that sort of like shift into overdrive when he does get the Venom symbiote and we're starting to see that maybe there's like, maybe the symbiote is like sort of just bringing out a lot of deep feelings that he's felt for a long time, but doesn't really have any way of conveying. And, and, and it's, it's done really well, like dealing with, with like this game feels about like dealing with loss, which is good. You know what I mean? Like they do a good job of like, you know, Peter's lost Aunt May and, and Miles is lost um lost his dad and and we 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 sort of see like harry's back but over the course of the game like peter's starting to lose harry again and and you see the sort of two dynamics of how loss can affect a person so like peter sort of gives into that loss and he gives into that easy way out with the symbiote suit and all that sort of stuff like whereas miles is very much dealing with loss in a different way like he refuses to believe that like revenge and that sort of stuff is like the way to deal with it and we, we see him go through an arc with martin lee and everything like that and 
And yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's very well done to eventually have them sort of like cross paths again at the very end where we see Peter sort of retire and Miles really take up the mantle of Spider-Man. Like that's who he is and he, he knows that now that's who he needs to be. And, and Peter now knows that he needs to sort of walk away from it. I think they did a really good job. And I'm really interested to see what they do with the next one. Like what brings Pete out of retirement? What, like, you know, what, what, like how, how has Miles evolved as Spider-Man? What is it like now that like one has stopped being Spider-Man, you know, because they're very buddy-buddy all the way through this game, which is good. And I like that a lot. Um, yeah, we, we just, yeah, it's good. We get to see different sides of them, I think, than, than we've like primarily seen before, which was refreshing. Because it could have just been, you know, um, you know, it could have literally just been a retreading of certain things from the first two games from Miles and that. There is some retreading with Miles, I think. Um, but we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that um, later on or in the future. But I, I think the the Peter stuff was good. I think the Peter stuff felt fresh and new, felt very different to the story we got of Peter in um, the first Spider-Man game. You know what I mean? Like, what is it like to have Peter off the leash? And I've said this to, to a lot of people. I feel like out of the two of them, Peter gets freaking destroyed physically and emotionally in this game like he just cops it from all angles i feel i feel like miles gets it a little bit easier but then again he's younger so he's got that sort of like i feel like him being younger he has sort of like less responsibility on his shoulders as compared to peter like we said you know he's got a mortgage he's got a girlfriend he's got a best friend who he thought was dying who's now back who isn't dying but then is suddenly dying again he's dealing with the loss of his aunt being Spider-Man, he probably hasn't even had a chance to stop and really process it. You know, he lost his mentor and and he's just constantly copying it. There's like scenes later on where he has to, he's like confronted by MJ and all that sort of stuff. And he gets tossed around and beat up and absolutely freaking destroyed. So by the end of the game, when it finally seems like it's time for him to retire and all that, you feel happy for him i think like, I feel like he's he really it. has given it yeah he's given it everything so um uh, it's super 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 good to see him get a happy ending and 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 and, and in in that place like miles also gets a happy ending which is good but yeah i think i don't know how insomniac do it man like they're really really good at telling a story and not just spider-man you know like ratchet and clank and, and everything like they're really good at like telling a story and and Teaching yeah. you and it a lesson. Moments. Like... I, I call them PlayStation moments because I just don't know if anyone else does them, but that might just be my... Like, that might just be because I've missed games. It might not necessarily be because PlayStation is the only one that does it. But, like, that mission where Harry rocks up at your house with a couple of push bikes and you go for a, um, a spin on the bikes. Like, for a game as big and action-packed and fulfilling as Spider-Man 2, it's crazy that one of the missions I remember most is just riding around the push bike. And I think that's the point, right? Like those missions where you slow down and take in what is effectively a super important moment to a character, not a story, is like what makes certain things that happen later on hit even harder. Like I feel 10, like Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel I feel like 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 we're in spoiler mode, I don't care. I feel like at the end of the game, like we had this discussion too, like I, Harry's descent into madness is all I can really call his turn because Harry is Venom. Uh, spoilers, yeah. Harry turns out to be Venom. People theorized it a lot, so congratulations to the people whose theory was correct. But his descent into madness makes sense when you look at like these slow moments and how close him and Peter are and, and certain things that happen later on with his father and and that mission you're talking about like leads into like them being in high school and, and how it have like the passing of his mother affected him. Like they just do such a good job with those small character moments, making sense of the big picture stuff. It's so good. Like, could they have just like, Hey, Harry's back. He's got the symbiote. Oh yeah, that's really good. Yeah. It's made him healthy again. Later on, he like they could have just used the excuse, oh, the symbiote turned him mad. But no, they gave a reason for why he would go along with the symbiote and what he was doing. You know what I mean? Like, he's had a rough go of it as well, just as much as Peter. 
Like, I mean, the poor bastard's been in a tank for a couple of years, I'm pretty sure. Although, that was weird, too. Like, they made it seem like he 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 hadn't been in there very long. But, like, when you play the first game and you go around his room and all that stuff, like, it really implies that he's been gone for a long time. Yeah, I, I thought that was a little jarring as well, but I don't... I don't think it was like an oversight. Like I just feel like that was yeah. characters doing what characters do in, yeah. in the game. I, I, yeah, but I, he's definitely been in there for a while. Yeah, like I think the game is like, oh, sorry, I've been gone for the last couple of years, and I'm like, dude, I I would have thought you've been gone way longer than a couple yeah. of years. The, the like, thing I did find a bit jarring though was like, he does mention at one point that he's been in a tank for so long, and like Peter just yeah. like, it's not like like. If, if you said to me, hey, Jack, I've been in a tank for a couple of years, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'd, yeah. I'd be like pretty interested in that, you know, uh, from shock, horror, or happiness, whatever it is, I'd, I'd be asking many questions about the tank situation. And Peter's yeah, sort of just weird. like, uh, I don't even think he really responds. I can't really remember, but like, it's just no big deal. They make it, they make it seem like Pete and MJ know he's been in the tank. You know what I mean? Like, And maybe that's when the- true. Well, it's like when it's it's almost like they're treating it as like when the player found out at the end of the first game, Pete and MJ also found out, but that's not what happened. Like MJ goes through the house, finds the goblin, the green goblin helmet, and all that fun stuff, isn't it? Like you can't. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a bookcase, and she goes inside, and like the blast shield's down on the tank, so she's got no idea he's in there. So unless there's like like maybe I missed something or anything something like that, maybe the information on the computer was like, hey, by the way, he's in a tank. I don't know, but yeah, the way they just don't really react to it is almost like, oh, they're probably like fully like. That's not the weirdest thing they've ever heard. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll give uh, them that. You know? Yeah, that's fair. That's what you did. Just but it's also like, uh, sandcastle in the city. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you're in a tank. That's crazy. Yeah, and like I do appreciate <laughs> that when they find out that the the armor is a fucking alien, everybody reacts the way they should, which is good, except for Peter. But he's too far gone at that he's point. Too far gone. Yeah, yeah. I, but like when MJ yeah, finds out, it's a pretty pretty decent reaction. Yeah, she's like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, it's mental. But yeah. I yeah. Even also... the way Peter gets the CB, it's good, man. Jesus. Yeah. Very, it's a very yeah, good game. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, because the game could have gone down the path where, like, you know, now Peter's in the tank. <laughs> like, when, he, when he's, like, being stabbed yeah. and stuff. Um, I also appreciate in the story, like, MJ and Peter, you know, their relationship obviously... Like, you know, it's got its moments, you know what I mean? Like, it's very stressful, they're very busy. Mm. Peter's first priority is to the whole of New York and then MJ. You know, there's obviously some, some tension there, but I appreciate how real it feels, and I also really appreciate that they managed to last the whole game. I was really worried that either, like, either there was going to be some death involved or just a mutual split up or, you know, it's just something was going to, like, tear them apart. And I'm actually, like, relieved that that's not the case. Now I did yeah. get that spoiled by IGN nicely that they all survive in a in a in the, the end of the game, so that that's nice. But um, regardless, awesome. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think I think yeah, I think it's um, I think it's an interesting choice. Like, I'm glad they didn't. I'm really glad they didn't. Like, you spend all of the first game like trying to rekindle this relationship and bring it back together. So it would feel really cheap if the first thing they sort of like did halfway through the second game was to break them up again to bring them back together at the end. I think she's gonna die in the third one. I, I think I, she's gonna die. I agree, but it, it's just like I feel like we get so much Spider-Man content where the relationship doesn't work. And I'm just so happy that we got a whole game where I'm not yeah. saying it was easy, but like they fight for each other the whole time. If and, anything, sorry, girl. No, I was going to say, and I, I agree. I think the third game might change things, but for now, I'm happy. I, I think I think what's really good is that they sort of like cement why they work so well, and they and they don't like spoilers. Another one, sure. You play the game, feels in this point. Like Venom turns Mary Jane into Scream. And we just hear all these lines come out and everything. And then Peter's starting to realize that, like, you know, mm. he's a bit, there's, there's, he's, there's a, he's a lot. It's not his fault that he's a lot, but it's a lot to deal with, right? And we also see from Peter's perspective with when he's infected with the symbiote, like we look at 
like Mary Jane putting up that story about Spider-Man, maybe he's a threat, like he's doing some some stuff, and and that would that would hit hard when the person that you love is is like. And the thing is, is people are going to be like, oh, she only did that to get through to him. I'm like, oh, man, probably. But she also wrote the thing and wasn't going to put and was, was going to put it up, but was going to let him read it first. And in my head, I'm like, if he had read it first and said, I don't want you to put this up, I still think she would have put it up. I still think she would have sent it in. Like, she's, I guess she's trying to get through to him. But yeah, I think they, they have a lot of moments where the relationship really could have ended. But I think those moments are there to cement that, like, they're very important to each other. They really do love each other. I mean, look at the Coney Island stuff. Like, when you're doing all the games and stuff. Another moment that where the game just slows down to a crawl and allows you to live in a moment that would traditionally have just been a cutscene in another game. Like, it would have been a quick little cutscene. That's beautiful. Oh, that's nice. They all love each other. Let's move on. But no, you're able to linger in this moment. There's one moment of levity for Peter in this entire fucking game. You get to live through this moment. You get to interact. You get to do as much as you want in this one moment where you decide when it's over, which I think is really, really cool and a really good sort of like way of just like giving the player the opportunity to be like, I want Pete to be happy for at least another five minutes, and then, <laughs> yeah. we'll, then we'll mess it up. You know what I mean? It gives you the opportunity to sort yeah. of like let that moment last. And there's a great moment with them on the Ferris wheel. It's just, it's, it's, it was a good way of showing just how close that like Harry, Pete and MJ are and, and why everything that happened in this game doesn't matter. They still love each other. They're still going to be close no matter what. They're just so intrinsically linked to each other and that i think the coney island stuff is really good at showing that um but yeah i think mjl and i he, i i want in spider-man 3 i would I, what i really want in spider-man 3 is i want you can play as miles you can play as peter you can play as uh -uh, and like i want pete to die like i want pete to die that's who i want to die in the third one i would love for pete to die you take over as miles miles stops whoever saves the day and then you know or maybe pete dies in the final mission pete's a pete's around to fight green goblin and and doc ock and he sacrifices sacrifice himself in order to yeah. stop them yeah. yeah he he does it, it would be great because that's what happened in ultimate spider-man in the ultimate universe spider-man dies fighting the sinister six and dies fighting green goblin and after that, Miles takes over as the main Spider-Man of the Ultimates universe, so that'll be a cool sort of thing to do. Because I feel like... I feel like for Pete to truly be at peace, he needs to be at peace, I think. Because there's just always going to be something pulling him back in. Yeah, look, I think there's some stuff they can do to make that powerful as fuck. I'm glad they did not choose this game to do it not quite I, I i'm with you there but i was not ready this game i tell you you know seeing him retire pulling him back in for retirement and then having some of those events go down i think would be a very powerful game um i do think we'll get a different game before spider-man 3 i think they'll do the same thing they did last time with a miles Morales or god knows what they'll fucking do but something else um Okay, let's 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 say that. Okay, I've I've had this conversation. I need I need to ask. I had this conversation again today. Do you think spoilers for the end of Spider Man, post credits, and all that fun stuff? So the big thing is, is like everyone was everyone after the game came out was like, well, we would love a Venom game. Can we get a Venom game? So I mean, it's like, well, listen to the fans. If they want a Venom game, we'll do a Venom game. Do you think they would do a Silk game before Spider Man Three? Fuck, I hope not. But yeah, but I I now's the time to experiment. You know what I mean? If you get to chuck in a game yeah. that's like a bit a bit of a mix it up. Like my thing is right. If Spider Man Three is gonna be like what we're saying, like he dies or anything like that, we need another four or five years. We need something in the middle just to like yep. push that out. Um, like if that game came out next year, like nah, like too soon, too soon. But you know, I don't know. Like if if they do, let's say they did Miles Morales too, for example. You know, if I could just leave the creativity at the door for a minute. You know, I think that would be a fine game to do next. But yeah, I, I think if you get an experiment, a Venom-type game, I just, I don't know, I don't... I think that's just my personal bias coming in when I say, I hope not, but 
knowing Insomniac, it'd probably be one of the best games ever made. So I'm sure it'd be fine. Um, that at, at the with that um story arc where Silk was it, yeah, like that story arc, like it seems like they're leaving New York. Do you reckon the game could be set somewhere else? Because I feel like the Maybe. advantage of the off season game, if you will, is like just reuse the map. Like Miles Morales just reusing Spider Man PS4's map. Like that made sense. There was no problem there. But it'd be kind of cool if it was like set somewhere else. Because I a Venom game doesn't need a lot of high buildings, right? Not really. I mean, if they wanted to, they could set it in a different city. Like, because the the Venom movie is in San Francisco. If they wanted to do like a Venom game and set it in like San Francisco or something, they could definitely cool. get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. There's enough tall buildings there that you could run up or jump around and do all that sort of stuff. I'm interested to see what they do. I mean, if they do another in-between game, I hope it's a little bit bigger than Miles in terms of like... I think it depends how quickly it comes out. Yeah, I don't. I think if we see one in the in in between, we're not going to see it for a while because we've got we've got what we got Wolverine next, which is going to be oh, hopefully set in Canada, eh? And then um, apparently it's in the well, Spider-Man universe. Yeah, the yeah the the oh, what do they call it? The ten sixteen or whatever they're calling this universe. I don't the number know, I'm excited. Got. Yeah, the ins- the Insomniac verse. That's cool. That's cool. And I hope we see someone. From the Spider-Man games, I'm glad we didn't see Wolverine if, in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like maybe a villain or Yuri, or, like you're someone from the side. I have a theory, Later and I'm coming. putting on my theory face. It would not surprise me. All right, so in Spider-Man PS4, right, you do these fucking missions where you're constantly getting jumped by Taskmaster, and he's like, "Yo, I got people." They, they want you to work for them. And Spider-Man's like, well, you know what, mate? You can suck my left spider nut. I'm not working for no one. And he's like, all right, we'll catch you later, bitch. And he gets out of there. Be cool if there were some missions in Wolverine that were tied to Taskmaster and then maybe revealed a little bit more about what's going on with this organization that is clearly wanting to hire superheroes. That could you know, be a cool way to tie it in. I'm not sure if I followed that side quest that much in PS4, but like that wasn't in Spider-Man 2 at all, was it? I don't think they mention it at all. Like they don't even touch on it. So I feel like there is something there. They might be doing something. See, it also could lead into, like, we know Insomniac's working on a Marvel multiplayer game. So, really? yeah, they're working on a, a, a multiplayer Marvel game for, oh, yeah, <laughs> which, which possibly could be set in the Insomniac universe. So in doing that whole Taskmaster thing, it could be their way of saying, hey, Spider-Man's not in this multiplayer game. That could be their way of being like he's not in it. Like, 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 like they tried to recruit him. He told him to suck the spider nut. He's not in it. They've uh, got a lot going uh, on with Marvel. Yeah, look, I, I just the multiplayer. Like, if anything's gonna go wrong for the Insomniac Marvel universe, it's a multiplayer game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like why? Why? And we know why. Like, there's been a lot of stuff in the last couple of weeks about Sony and forcing their studios to make look. multiplayer games, but. I, I just see what happens, I guess. It's not like a traditional, like, 5v5 versus each other game. By multiplayer, from what I read online, there was, like, a rumor. It's a lot like Ultimate Alliance, where you and your friends are working together on, like, missions to stop some Marvel villain, and it's going to have an ex- insomniac-level story attached to it, is what the rumor was. It's more a co-op game than a... Yeah, as long as, a, like, in my mind, as long as it's not, like, Spider-Man 3 or something. Like, if it's completely separate, same universe, yeah. sure, but just a bit separate, then it might not be a problem. It's just, like, like that it just might, seems risky to me. It might be what the Avengers game should have been, in a way. Like, it might be this well Marvel's way of... Can I segue into a question for you, my friend? Yeah. In Spider-Man... In, in Somniac's Spider-Man universe... Yeah. What the fuck would an Avengers level threat be? Yeah, I seen a post online the day after the game came out and it was a photo of the Avengers Tower and someone wrote, these motherfuckers have to be dead, right? <laughs> Just never here. Well, and unlike um, the first game, when you fly to the Avengers Tower in this game, Peter or Miles don't acknowledge or at least Peter doesn't now I think about it. I might not have flew there with Miles, but they don't in the first game Peter's like, ah, oh, the Avengers are on the West Coast at the moment. But there's yeah. no comment in this one. 
I wonder if they regret putting the tower in there altogether, to be honest. It's like, I think the city has been overtaken by an alien. The whole fucking city. Well, at least Manhattan. Nothing. Nothing from Iron Man. Nothing from Cap. What's going on? I would say that the reason you can get around it in this game is the whole Venom thing. Feels like from Venom's appearance to Venom's... <laughs> yeah, about four defeat. hours. Yeah, is like an evening. <laughs> like it's it's a solid six hours. You know what I mean? Um, That's fair. I don't, so, you know, I don't think the sun rises again. Like it's like <laughs> the sun yeah. Sets once it goes down, is down. Yeah, it's like one whole night. Um, so I feel like they can get away with that. Like I'm sure after the credits rolled, you know, Spider Man's walking around and Captain America's like, "Yo, we showed up." He's like, "Probably about twelve hours late, but thank you for trying." Um, they don't really get an excuse in the first game because I'm pretty sure that the city was under siege for quite a few days. Um, in, in my first yeah. game, it was under siege for a week or two. <laughs> yeah. Well, then again, you could they could also use the excuse that like they also the siege stuff happened after Devil's Breath was uh, was released, so it could have been seen as like, oh, we probably shouldn't send the Avengers in there until we really know what this chemical's doing and everything's under control. Could have used that excuse. But yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I hope they're doing something cool. Um, hopefully, you know, it's like, got to do with that multiplayer game, maybe. Explain. Like, for example, you know, the Doctor Strange stuff in this game. So like, good. One could have come so and helped with the fucking symbiote, surely. I was so disappointed. I said this to Jake. I was like, one of the coolest missions is that doctor strange wonderful tomb jumping through the portals they really wanted to they really want to make another ratchet and clank game because it was oh, like all those mate. riffs from ratchet and clank right like they really want to do it um they should just do it but yeah very very cool black cat i love her more than i probably should i'm down bad for black cat um loved it all right and then we got a post-it note from wong what do you mean at least be on the screen for five seconds man that's all it would have taken oh dude I was so sad that we didn't get to see either of them. You know, and that there's other shit note too. Wasn't a yeah. case if they couldn't make Wong in the game. That was like, oh, it's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah, legit, legit, yeah, yeah. That um, that Dude. thirty seconds you spend in Antarctica was was so good. Like I was smiling that whole time. Like, do you want to no, know? I'm not surprised they could do it. I'm just surprised they yeah. done it. <laughs> do you want to know what made me really upset? about the antarctica thing what was i was like man spider-man could really work anywhere like why don't we have a spider-man game set in london or something you know like give us spider punk or something just give us such offshoot game like i'd love to swing around somewhere else man like oh i don't care i'll swing around antarctica for six hours like <laughs> i was like damn going back to new york man <laughs> no it was real good it was yeah so good so so good did you find the baxter building no so the fantastic four are also now a thing in this universe as well because you actually find the baxter building under construction and a half-painted fantastic four logo on the roof oh wow no i didn't see that at all so i don't know what they were doing when all this was going down either but they weren't present as well and for the fact that the four is on the roof it means they are the four they are the team they have become the fantastic four like i don't know what they're doing but yeah even in the first game there's references to like jessica jones and um oh, fuck getting names yeah daredevil um the the Did big fella did you see uh, what Brian Intahar said? So that people went to the locations from the first game because they're still there. They're just yeah. not like things like that. Yeah. yeah, and if you go to um, Daredevil's law firm, the sign on the building is gone. Oh, really? Like where the like the plaque is there. Like the, it's not like they just forgot to put it on the wall, but the plaque, like the plaque thing that had their business on it is empty and he got asked about it by IGN they're like hey was that just a stuff up did you guys forget to put it there and he sort of was just like oh stay tuned stay tuned there there will be resolution to that I'm like oh, okay okay and now people have sort of like also think they found a secret base that belongs to the hand who are the enemy faction in Daredevil so people are like oh maybe it's a daredevil game of like maybe it's daredevil dlc i'd play the shit out of some daredevil dlc i think that'd be cool 
Because be isn't there like a real statistical thing with DLC for these types of games where like only 5% or 10% of players get the DLC? Yeah. I feel like Daredevil DLC number. might... Uh, that would get people, I think. Might juice the numbers a little bit. People want DLC. There's already a fake... There was already a fake DLC leak um, the other day where it was literally Wolverine and Spider-Man. Like the Spider-Man PS4 and what a potential Insomniac Wolverine would look like. People made fake DLC... And it was like, yeah, I forget what they called it, but it was a really good name too. And it was like part one. And I'm like, everyone's like, oh my God, they're doing the part thing again. This is crazy. I'm like, well, the city that never sleeps was announced <laughs> before Spider-Man PS4 launched. So I feel like if they were going to do DLC, they probably would have announced it before it launched. I feel like they're going to wait a little bit before they announce anything. Really let it sink in. But uh, yeah, no. Nah. Crazy, crazy that all these heroes in this bloody universe can't show up for one night. You know what I mean? Pete was having a rough time. You know, he got stabbed. He got bitch slapped by his girlfriend while she was a fucking nine foot symbiote goddess. Jesus, he's having a rough day. Um, Rough day, rough day. I, I really enjoy the MJ missions in this game. I am going to agree with you i don't know why people are complaining dude she's op i love it i love how op she is the ones in the first game i wasn't like they're fine but they're you know there's a lot of it uh, you know like it's just i don't know it's fine you know what i mean but in this game i I was having fun i think it's funny that it's like how do we improve the mj missions and someone just goes give her a gun give her a gun (laughs) yeah cool that works and Uh, and then later on pete's like let me outfit the gun she gets cool as shit she acknowledges early on that she's been training with um oh, Silver Sable. Yeah, Silver Sable, that's it. Um so like, I don't know, it all it all fits, but I don't know. People online will complain about anything. But I, I honestly thought her missions, especially when she's got the gun with the web shooters on it, like some of the better missions in the game, honestly. I really enjoyed. Really enjoyed. And and they weren't overdone either, like just because I'm a, a shooter gamer or whatever, like that doesn't that wasn't why I enjoyed them. Like was, they only happened with three missions, I think, with her. Um, not overdone at all. And the last one in particular was fucking sweet. I loved the transition between the characters in that last mission. Just yeah, it was very good. Beautiful. It felt like Team Spidey come together. It was really, really good. It felt like yeah. there's also. It felt like the last mission of and people are going to come for me for this, but I stand by what I say. It's probably one of the best missions in the game. Is like it reminds me of the mission in, at the end of the Avengers video game where you were swapping between all the heroes in the middle of this massive boss fight and everybody had a role and everybody executed that role really well. Like it's some of the best content in that game was when you were swapping between heroes to d- do certain things. And I think, yeah, they nailed it. They did a really good job. Everyone had their role. They executed their role. Led to a sick final boss fight. I liked it. It was fun. Um, no, it was really good. What did you think of... Um, have you done all the side missions? Probably not every single side mission. Okay. Because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Which side oh. missions? Like which character or what are they called? The one the one where you play as Haley? No, no, I haven't done the school stuff. Oh, okay. I I do want to go back and do the school stuff because that like their interactions are cool, but I don't know why I didn't. I just, I think I spent more time in like the main island. Sort of. I think, I think you'll enjoy the Haley mission. I'll just, just, yeah, it's very good. That's good. Sorry. To know. No, 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 no. That, that's awesome to know because I think Haley's one of the best characters in the game. And this mission makes you love her even more. It's a mission with no sound, like at all. You just experience the world from her perspective. That's sick. I yeah. thought all the, um, all the interactions with her. It just flawless. You know what I mean? It just yeah. She's a good character. Flawless. I loved at the end when they're all just like at the table having pancakes and shit. That was sick. You know what I, I really, really like good. about the Spider-Man story as well is I think the amount of people that know who the Spider-Man are is really good. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a whole game about hiding his identities and shit like that. Like no, everyone knows everyone pretty much from the start. Um, yeah. I think there was a slight comment where it's like. Genki knows who I am or whatever, but um, apart from a couple of little comments at the start, I guess it's all everyone knows everyone, all sorted. 
Yeah, and I love how, like, when Genki... Dude, the, when the... Peter finding out that Genki knows was freaking hilarious when he was like... But, yeah, he hears Genki through the thing and he's like, yep, no worries. And then the call ends and then Peter goes, wait, Genki knows who I am? <laughs> yeah, man, like, you were acting super weird and he's very smart. Like, oh, yeah, fair. Okay, let's do it. And then for the rest of the game, like, him and Genki just be getting along. I love it. Like, there was no sort of, like, you can't tell anybody I'll kill you. It was sort of like, all right, Genki, we don't spy on people. What have you got? And all this other stuff. Yeah, it was real good. It was really, really good. Just that like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> like, it just felt so natural for him to be like, okay, Genki, no worries. Like, I like that a lot. I like that. It, it just proves Peter when he's not infected by a symbiote. Real people person. I like it. Yeah, that that's true. I, oh man, seeing him not be a people person, not enjoyable. Dude, it was, it was tough. Yeah. He was really mean to Lizard. He was really mean. <laughs> Like some of the shit he says, like no one your family left. <laughs> you oh, weren't it, strong enough. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. Yeah. Do we, we see right, Lizard before Spider Man Two? Doctor Connors. Yeah, like Doctor Connors is in the first game, right? He is in the post credit scene of the first game. Oh, okay. He is also in the post credit scene of Miles Morales as well. Because at the end of Miles Morales is when we get um, Harry in the tank and he puts his hand up on the glass and Norman comes in and he's like, get him out, Kurt. And he's like, That's oh, right. we don't know what it could be. He's like, get him out. And it's like, okay, so yeah. We, we were aware that Dr. Connors was a was a thing. Um, but he never had like any major, apart from like the school bag that you collect or you pick up that like is about the lizard. Other than that, you don't really get much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no way. But I liked him. I thought he was good. I, I I felt sorry for him. Like, like he really is just like a dude trying to do Go the to, right thing. Just get his arm back. You know, it's really yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's yeah. And the fact that he lost his arm, like we find out how he lost his arm in the Insomniac verse, is that's Norman again. Norman's responsible for everything. Dude. Everything like. Like, hey, go get the go check out what the hell just fell in the park. Okay. Oh, dude. Man, I'm sorry I sent you in there. Oh, what happened to your arm? Oh, well, the stupid fucking thing you sent me to get attached itself to me and they had to shoot my bloody arm off. Like, oh, man, that's that was a brutal minute. (laughs) I appreciate, you know, what I appreciated about that moment right there, right? It's like they could have, like, they could have played it off as, like, oh, the soldiers did it. They didn't have a choice. But it's Connors who's like, shoot it. Like, he decides, like, he's he's so he's ready in that moment. He's like, yeah, he's like, shoot it off. And it's like, yeah, man, you're a badass mother effer. And then, like, even later on, like, they did real good. Like, even when, like, Venom shows up and shit like that, like, Connors is pretty, like, he's, like, chill. Like, for someone who's normally the monster, being in front of monsters, he's still incredibly... That's brave man. Like, I appreciated that man. But I love, like a lot of that happens after, um, you know, you sort of see his house and the panic room and things like that. Yeah. Like the, it's quite impactful. Yeah, he's well. See, even like people, people are going to go into the next game or we'll talk about this game and probably never mention Connors. But what a well done character for someone who really had most of his screen screen time taken up by the fact that he was a giant green rage murder lizard. Like, really well done. I think they do a good job with all the villains, really. Like, they did a good job in the first game, but this game even more. Like, we get even more on Martin Lee, which is good. Oh, we get to the expand Martin on Lee his character even more. Being phenomenal. So fucking good. Like, like what? Like, Mister Negative, not necessarily would have been a top ten Marvel character, no. is now in my mind like this is the definitive version of him, in my opinion. Like, he, this is how he will be remembered when people talk of him in years to come, I think. It will be this version of him that people look to because it was so well done. Not necessarily, he's, he's another one of those characters that is only how he is because of Norman Osborn. Like, it all leads <laughs> back to Norman. Every freaking villain leads back to Norman Osborn. And that's, it's, and I feel like that's going to be a big payoff in the third one, right? Like, like, he is the only the way he is because of that. Devil's Breath only came about because he was trying to get revenge on Norman Osborn. Um, mental. Yeah, really well done. Loved all his stuff. Even smaller stuff, like Sandman, really well done. Craven, masterfully done. Craven's story requires you to do 
some of that side stuff in order to get the full impact of what's going on with this man, which I liked a lot. Like, have you done all the hunted ends? Not every single one, but I've done a good chunk. Yeah, well, this isn't really like spoiler territory, but as you're doing the hunted ends, you find out that his his kids are like they want the throne, like they want to be the next head of the family. And when you complete the hunter dens, so the whole time you're doing these hunter dens, you're like, we need to get ready for these guys. Once Craven's taken out, these guys are going to come to the city and they're gonna they're gonna mess everything up. The more you do, the more you hear like. The first hunter den you do, you hear from Craven's wife, and she's like, just come home, you're sick, let's just spend whatever time you have left together, you don't need to be doing this. It's a big thing, and every time you do another hunter den, you hear from another person. I think it's the second to last one, you hear from one of, you hear from one of his sons, and his son's like, I, I didn't want to, but I've killed mum, and I killed my brother, and I'm coming for you, so, like, get it done. And then on the last hunter den, you hear from the daughter, and the daughter's like, okay, I killed him. I've killed my brother. He killed my mother. He killed my other brother. I've killed him. I just want you to acknowledge that when you die, I will be the hunter. Like, acknowledge me. That's all I want. I just want you to acknowledge me. And Craven basically says, like, mm, man, like, I'm just, I can't acknowledge any of you. And then blows her up. So at the end of this mission, you're like, whoa, we've been preparing for these people and they've been dead for like a year. <laughs> they've been gone for a while. So it's like it's it's crazy, like like Craven just has no chill at all. Like zero. <laughs> like he's just evil. And it's it's yeah. He's such a well he's so well done. So well done. Um in this game. And yeah, Venom, equally well done. But and and the way they use Craven to show Venom's strength is is also yeah. uh very well done, I think. Yeah, because Craven is no bitch. I don't know what I don't know what he's juicing on, but he's juicing. That's not a normal man. <laughs> like that is not a human. Uh, he's juicing hard. Um, another thing. Do you know Insomniac told us what was going to happen before the game even came out? No. So, so someone was like, "Yo, Insomniac spoiled their own game." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" If you go back and watch the reveal trailer, and it's Craven talking. And he's literally talking about his last hunt. And the last line he says is, will you give me what I'm, what I'm after? Will you give me what I seek? And then that's when Venom says, yes, we will. And then in the game, Craven's on his last hunt and it is Venom that ends his life and gives him what he wants. So they basically told us that it was going to be Venom that defeated Craven the entire time. And we just had, we just had no context for what was being said in that trailer. Awesome. Like so cool like i was like oh man that's i thought it was going to be bait but it's true <laughs> they really did tell us how it was going to go down so yeah i thought that was super cool like yeah you play through the game and you're like man, how are they going to beat craven and it's like they literally told you when they announced the game that it was going to be venom that does it so that was super cool i like that a lot i thought that was really cool nah man insomniac masters man honestly i have to be honest for me personally i can talk about this game forever probably will on another potty we'll i'll probably bring it up again but personally to me this is a 10 out of 10 honestly like as far as like a sequel goes this did exactly what a sequel should do and go it goes above and beyond and i'm scared because i don't know how three can get it better but i know that insomniac will probably knock it the fuck out of the park like they've just done so well so well yeah I, I think they'll do more in parallel is how they'll expand the universe like you know sure they can make the map a little bit bigger they can make the stakes a little bit higher but um i think they'll they'll add more story in tandem um but yeah i, I trust they'll get it right but fuck what a game to beat good luck to them, good luck to them. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i agree <laughs> yeah good, good good luck man good luck holy shit now we got uh, Wolverine to look forward to. I look forward to uh, theorizing where that could go, how that's going to happen. I feel like now that now that Spider Man Two's out, this is this is this is the moment, right? Like this is where all these people that have been going mad on Spider Man for this whole year are going to be like, oh shit, ben uh, like ben right? Wolverine's so close. Like I wonder what that's about. Do we know? We'll probably start hearing the leaks. It's it's supposed to be. Okay, it's supposed so it's not to be too long, not too long after maybe. 
Yeah, I feel like... Hmm. Do I want to stake my very short career on this? Yeah, fuck it, let's do it. There's a rumor that we're gonna that we that the next God of War game will be revealed before the end of the year. Um, Damn. So I'm gonna say that we are gonna see Wolverine and this God of War game at either a state of play that we don't know about yet. Or at the Game Awards. I can see us getting our first proper trailer for Wolverine at the Game Awards. And gameplay, if it really is coming out next year, at the state of play that will happen at the start of the year. Okay. Okay. That sounds if right. it really is that far, which I think it could be. Because we've seen the Wolverine trailer when we've seen the Spider-Man 2 trailer, right? That was when we've seen them. That's a good point. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, at the same time. Makes and sense I feel that Wolverine like... take a little bit longer to make. Like half the map is yeah. already done for Spider Man, so So I feel yeah. like if it is coming next year, we will see it at the end of this year and then Yeah. I feel like we'll get our first proper story trailer. I think we'll finally get to see what people look like, but we won't see gameplay until next year. Yeah. At that's the right. earliest. Yeah. Oh, exciting oh, times. So fucking keen. So excited. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, oh, I can feel it. Deep down in my jellies. I'm excited, man. Well, Jack, thank you for joining me, mate. This beautiful Spider-Man 2 just gushing session. Thank you for having me. Mate, any bloody time. Bloody love having you, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, watching, and all that fun stuff. We really do appreciate it. Let us know what you thought about Spider-Man 2. You can let us know at the Discord or down in the comment section on the YouTube video. Let us know. Um, But yeah, if you want more stuff like this, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, do all that fun stuff. But that is going to do it from us this week, guys. Thank you so much. Um, until next time, may all of your games be good ones, and we will catch you guys later. Bye, everybody. Bye.